Hi, welcome. Today's guest is John and Janie from Will Creek Winery. Thank you guys so much for joining me here for travel, talking travel with Wendy. I am dying to find out more about the winery and um, how it began. And so you guys, you guys tell me where you want to start first. <laughs> so we have been here uh, eight, 19 years. But I grew up here next door. This building was a dairy barn when I was a kid growing up, so I helped milk cows. And I left the farm and was never coming back because as a kid I had to work hard. <clears throat> so I met him when I was teaching in Huntsville. Okay. And he was here from Switzerland for one year. Okay, Switzerland. Woo! <laughs> yeah. And I captured him and he captured my heart. And I was not gonna let him go. So in May of 1972, we married, and from that point, we moved around. Of course, we visited Switzerland, and I used to help his family in the vineyards in the summer because being a teacher, I had the summers off, and the girls and I would go and spend the summers with them, so I wanted them to know his heritage, and we'd work in the vineyard and help, and I loved it, so my dream was to retire and go to Switzerland and work in the vineyards. Okay, okay. But along the way, that dream got derailed into this into this dream. Okay, okay. <laughs> and I don't know, I've often told people, I wish I had the light bulb moment when we decided to have a winery. It's just, we were trying to figure out what to do with the property. I, my sister and I inherited the land, and at that time, we had beef cattle on the property. Okay. And I didn't want to keep cattle. Yeah. That's just not fun. No. <laughs> no, wine is so much more fun. <laughs> yes. And wants to come to see cows. Yeah. So, yeah. so, I don't know. Our daughter went to UT Knoxville. Okay. And we were driving. Well, that's not too far. No. Yeah. But, and we were living in Atlanta at the time. And we were driving and just talking about what, what, what we're going to do with the property when we retired. And... Seeing winery signs, we started thinking, well, why don't we try planting a vineyard and having a winery because we had this building. And from that point, we started visiting wineries in 1994. Okay. We visited wineries in Tennessee and Georgia, and we visited the ones, there were three in Alabama. Okay. And How um, many are there now? 22. 22. The first thing we did to figure out going to plant because coming from Switzerland and he taught me to drink uh, vinifera grape wines that were dry on mm -hmm. the dry side so everywhere we went everybody said plant muscadine and make sweet wine well the only thing I knew about muscadine was that when I was a kid we'd pick them up off the creek bank and make jam out of right, right right so and of course we tasted muscadine wine and we really didn't want to do sweet wines but when people say we want sweet wines. You better have sweet wines. So, anyway, so we decided to plant a test plot because we were weekend farmers. We were living in Atlanta. We would come back here to help my mom. Were you still in Huntsville? No, we were oh, living okay. in Atlanta. Okay, we had okay, left okay. Huntsville in 1976. Okay. Um, and we, we, we lived in Indiana. We lived in Illinois and then settled the last 20 years in Atlanta. Okay. So, um, so we planted a, a backyard garden plot with vinifers, and we had, I don't even remember the varieties, but we had some, some vinifers and we planted muscadines. 
Well, in two years, we had our answer because the vinifers were dead and the okay. muscadines were going nuts. Okay. So we decided on, on the little plot over here, you can see the vineyard. We decided, and of course, we still had cattle on the property. We had to um, enclose it. We had to fence it. And we planted our first acre. Okay. And after that first year, even with a drought, they were just going crazy. And we didn't have to spray anything. There's no bugs or anything on them. So we got busy the next year and uh, increased that acreage three more acres. So because we knew immediately that we that that one acre would not give us what we needed. Yeah. So after let's see, 2001. Once we planted in 1996, we, it took six years for us to you know get our vines going, get all the permits, federal permits and state permits to have our winery so we opened very slowly because mm -hmm. we were still here just on the weekends and um and here we are today you know, we like, ate. <laughs> 19 <laughs> years later you know going strong so is that your most popular we have 10 acres of muscadine at our event space two miles up the road we have six acres okay with our event space and then that's where we live we have a home and then part of the house i think we passed it Probably, yes. And I said, wait a minute, that's not what the GPS yeah. is telling me. But, no. And then we came up to this. Um, so, how, when did you start the winery? 2001. 2001. Okay. So, that was a little bit of time to do research and get your ducks all in a row. And your... <laughs> well, we live in Atlanta. Yeah. We came here every weekend to take care of the cattle. Because my mother had some cattle here on the property. She couldn't take care of them. Okay. We worked in the vineyard uh, Sundays where we were working, and then when we opened slowly, we were only open on Saturday. Okay, smart. Well, actually, um, when the county put up the road signs, when you hit um, Bruton Gap over there mm -hmm. and all around, we have these nice road signs. Oh, they're beautiful. Saw them. Yeah. So the county did that. Our county commissioners said, oh, oh we wonderful. have money for tourism, don't we? So, uh, and they said, yes, so... We've got a tourism spot. First Friday that those signs went up, he was here. And on Saturday, it was like standing room only in here. And I looked at him and I said, with those signs, and there's no times on there, people come during the week and be turned away. <clears throat> so we were open. We decided to open. He was here, so he opened six days a week. That's wonderful. Though. And it's been that way since... Yeah. <laughs> change our legislation yeah. so we could uh, serve alcohol on, on Sundays. Sundays. Oh, okay. Yeah, I would, do so, what's a typical brunch? Oh, well, here's the thing. Our chef changes the main menu every week. For example, last week it was bacon quesadillas, which are really wonderful with um, fresh pico de gallo and... Um, and what else do we have? I forgot. Oh, uh, I made margarita cupcakes, which are going oh, to die fun. <laughs> and fun. then this week she's doing a bacon breakfast bacon bowl, okay. and it's got lots of veggies in it and this kind of thing, and with grits and a fruit medley okay. and biscuits. And then we have a, a, a set menu for somebody who doesn't want that. Uh, it's um, croissants with cheese, egg, and Canadian bacon. With Almost all, all European. Yeah, with all the same size. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah, that's great. Wow, it sounds like a very uh, hearty breakfast, too. So. It is. Yeah. And we, it's, it's very popular. 
when he wanted to be opening on Sunday, I said, no way, nobody's going to come. And I've been pleasantly surprised, but I was working here seven days a week after that. I told us I can't do that anymore. So we found a chef. She comes out of Birmingham. She's really good. Oh, well, that's wonderful. She works with us on other events. Um, we have a Valentine's Day event coming up, and she's doing the feast for that. Tell me um, about it. Well, it will be here. Well, we're going to serve it here, hopefully, to expand some room out on the, the deck, covered and heated. And it will be, oh gosh, we have an appetizer, a soup, a salad. The main course is a choice of chicken, roasted chicken, uh, wine sauce, Yum. or uh, stuffed pork loin with, and it's stuffed with fig, pistachio, and apricots. And rice pilaf, a Brussels sprout medley, or green beans. Oh my goodness! <laughs> with, it just goes on and on. With um, New York style cheesecake and chocolate covered cherries. Well, that, that's a Valentine's Day piece for Served sure. Served with some of our specially cho- our special chocolate wines that we have okay. during the holidays. Chocolate wines, yeah. Oh, two of my favorite things. Yeah. <laughs> so that's just one of, how one do, of the how events. How do you so. do it all with the events and making the wine and? We have help. We do have help. <laughs> well, I've had to step back because I just I can't work seven days a week. So my days off are Monday and Friday, okay, typically, and and I do Monday. I take off for sure. Friday, I might have food for the crew sometimes, and then I've told them I can't feed you because I normally feed everybody on work days. Yeah. The um, the Germans are very big on that, though, because um, their big tourism time is Saturday and Sunday, and so Mondays almost all museums and castles are closed because that's their day of rest is Mondays. So, so tell me about the other special venues you have: weddings that take place here, weddings, and- birthday parties, baby showers. We can do small events here, mm-hmm. but if they're larger than. Uh, 50, 40 or 50, it's up at the event space. Okay. So. Okay. And how far away is that? It's two you? miles. Oh, wonderful. Two miles. Good it's class twice. Okay. So that so the group can purchase the wine from here for the event and and then hire a chef and right. have tables and all right. that set up. With so we actually stuff. do catering. We, oh, we okay. cater a lot of our weddings and events. Um, I cut it off at about 175, uh-huh. <laughs> but we do have at the event space we have a certified catering kitchen. Yeah. yeah. So tell me about the wine trail. I just found out about uh, Alabama's wine trail, and you're a part of that. Right. And um, you said there's 22 wineries. A lot of those wineries are located down around Birmingham. And south, but the six wineries that are on the wine trail, the North Alabama Wine Trail, are there six of us north of I twenty. Okay, perfect. And we there's seventy five miles between um, Jules J. Berta in Albertville and Fruithurst, which is over closest to the Georgia border. Okay, so if you were to just do the North Alabama, well, we had we had uh, to the point where we had twelve wineries, we had ten participating in the trip. People want to finish the trail, <laughs> and that was kind of dangerous toward the end. If they were oh, you mean just for the day Some they wanted to finish the trail? Yeah. yeah, no, no, no. So uh, <laughs> when, when we ended up with six wineries north of our twenty, we just shortened the, the range yeah. and just marketing ourselves in the in the south of Birmingham. They just have one trail. 
Yeah, that's that's smart. There was a whiskey trail in uh, Scotland, and um, they constantly have to say, "Please hire a hire a car, hire a yes. driver." You just there's one uh, Scotch. Uh, Distillery after another after another. Well, this is what's happening in Tennessee right now. Is just, it? They have so many. They have so many. They just, I guess, they're limited to so much. Yeah, yeah. Well, we are looking. We are looking for someone who has uh, vans to rent because people are interested, and we do have. Like one Saturday recently, we had a group of fifteen ladies who were in two different cars that came. They had designated drivers, and then. One for one event last year, we had a group of twenty from that came from Mississippi. Oh, I think they had rented a huge bus yeah, to come, yeah. and they did the, they did actually the three wineries because we were doing um, um, St. Patty's Day event. Well, if anyone's listening and you need a job opportunity, there you go. We're always <laughs> looking for somebody that would like to be. Uh, sponsored on our website that would have vans for rent. Yeah. Uh, Huntsville, out of Birmingham, or even over close okay. to Anniston. Okay, so listeners, far, you heard that. <laughs> so far, we haven't had anyone that we could find that, and of course, we don't have a lot of time to go out and search either. Maybe but if one there's of the anybody, yeah. It'd be great. On. I know, that would be a win win for everybody. It would, yes. It really so would. tell me about the, um, the winemaking class. When I'm here, I teach the winemaking class, and I have a lot of fun. <laughs> it brings back my days of teaching. I've taught 34 years, and he's too technical. He's too technical. I know I've never sat in on his, but he's also an engineer, and I know how technical sometimes he can be. In fact, when we started the winery, I said, forget this. I'm not a science person. I've taught language arts all these years. I will never learn potassium metal sulfide and racking and in uh, all these terms, well, by hook or crook, yes, I got here. It's interesting, and it's, it's very compelling to figure out how to make the wine, and is it going to turn out good? And But I go off on the limb, and I do crazy stuff like beet wine, oh, carrot fine. wine, fine. onion wine, tomato wine, lemon wine. But now I do these in small quantities. I also did banana wine. So in making these by the gallon, I found out the home winemakers can make these, but to do it here in big quantities, because a lot of it you have to cook. Like the carrot one I made, you have to cook the carrots, and then you drain it off the, what we call liquor, and you ferment the juice that's left, and of course you have to have to put raisins with it. So you probably have to have an industrial kitchen. You would have to have a kitchen. But you know... For the home winemaker, who they could easily do that and do six gallons and make it. It's it's just a out there kind of thing. Oh, I just made banana wine, and they've actually all turned out except the onion wine I didn't care for. And I don't know if it was because I used Vidalia or sweet onions. Oh, so I dumped it because my original plan was to do, which I do, a seriously hot jalapeno serrano pepper wine already. Mm-hmm. We have a habanero pineapple wine. They're really wines made for cooking. My original thought was to do a trio of wines with pepper wine, a tomato wine, and an onion wine that would be great additives for soups and sauces. Sure, sure. But well, we already know that they're good for pepper jelly. I mean, they uh, they have a ton of. But um, 
And the way I got started on jalapeno wine, this guy had come to the class, and he had said, mm, I wonder if I can make jalapeno wine. I said, yeah, probably. I didn't have a recipe for it. But uh, soon, he was bringing me some of his, and I liked it. And then the next thing I knew, he was bringing me jalapenos. So I said, okay, I have to make this up. <laughs> and so I quickly found a recipe and made it, and it was such a hit. And I probably was making jalapeno wine. For about three years, four years, okay. and we can't keep it. Okay. I might have to get some of those because my husband loves. Well, I'm, I've got to bottle the serrano pepper, and it's we're out of it. Yeah. The pineapple habanero right now. But one of the one of the ladies that works with us and for us, uh, she loves hot stuff, and we're going to be working on a ghost pepper blueberry wine that would be like. She has seen wow. advertising some of the sauce stores or yeah. online stores yeah. that have a blueberry habanero or blueberry ghost pepper sauce. And she said, I think, because we already do blueberry wine. We yeah. get local blueberries. And she said, I think we need to do a, a ghost pepper wine and blend it with the blueberries. So, Every now and then we have a tasting party. And we're going <laughs> to try this. this we're going to try this. And then we make something and we run out. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay, so how can people find you? We have a Wills Creek Winery website. There's also a North Alabama Wine Trail website. We're there. We're also on Facebook. Okay. And I think we have an Instagram account, but I, I don't do Instagram. <laughs> the the gals that do our website, they are, they are um, what do you call it? Social media. Social media people. Yes, yes, <laughs> oh, we do a yes. newsletter every month. Okay. That lets people know about everything that's and coming. Classes, and so, if, yeah. you, if you don't visit, but you want to know uh, what's happening, you can go on the website and sign up for the newsletter. Okay. Okay. Excellent. And I'll make sure to have those links down below so people can easily just um, click on them and find them. Okay. In June, we're going to do uh, another Farm to Table. We did a Farm to Table in September. And it was so popular. Everybody was asking, where are you doing another one? So we're going to do one in June. And when we do a farm-to-table, we use local ingredients. Okay. okay. Uh, there is a hydroponic farm and organic not far from here. And then we have some uh, meat farms that will provide the pork or chicken or you know, beef, whatever we want. That's awesome. Yeah. And lamb, at, for our farm-to-table in September, there's uh, a gentleman on the mountain out at five who has a, a sheep farm, and he's raising the sheep for slaughter. And they're dorper, dorper uh, sheep, and they're really uh, good good eating. Okay. And they're very, very mild. So we, we bought one of these sheep. I still have lamb that I'm using up. But the the rack or, or the lamb chops were really good. We well, used that. That's so. awesome. Because, <laughs> um, I mean, that seems like it's sweeping all of Alabama cheese. Yeah, it is very popular. Um, talking about events, so we try to do something special every month. Not sure in March what we're going to do or April, but for Mother's Day we will have a Mother's Day luncheon and a oh, Mother's right. Day brunch, right. and the same thing in June for Father's Day. July, I may be in Switzerland. I don't know. Whatever we do, the mm -hmm. chef will take over. Uh, so we try to do something every month that's special. That's awesome. 
That is really great. Well, this is the cutest. I'm going to take some pictures and show everybody the store as well because it's super cute. And um, thank you so much for joining me here today. I hope you had a good time. Yeah, sure. And be sure to listen and watch. Too. We love to share our story <laughs> with people. <laughs> well, thank you very much. Thanks for listening to Travel with Wendy.